welcome. Welcome back to our, I guess, season premiere, if you want to call it that, season premiere of Famous for What, the show where we talk about a famous person. I haven't figured out what that word is I'm thinking of still. We have basically a famous person that you know, and you might not just know that you know them, what you know them from, and we kind of break down their career and talk about it step by step. And today, after our little break, we are back with season two. I'm going to call it season two because originally I had planned 12 episodes and those are done. Season two. And so to commemorate this momentous occasion, we have a lot of firsts, a lot of special excitement here, and perhaps a subject, a person, a star. I don't know what you're going to, that, that word is still escaping me, that people are going to probably give me shit for because of course everyone knows who this is, but we're talking about him anyway. So before I get into that, I am joined by not one, but two special guests, if you can believe it. This, this is groundbreaking television right here. Groundbreaking. Um, I am joined by dear friends of mine, a couple to each other, icons each in their own right, and their names rhyme, if you can believe it. And that is Joe and Bo. Joe and Bo, welcome to the show. Season two. Here we go. Third rhyme. <laughs> Happy to be um, here. Joe Bo, that never gets old. Anyway, but um, welcome. So I'm not going to give away the name of the person yet, even though you both know who it is. And anyone that's actually listening to this can see the name because I don't come up with clever titles, even though I think I could come up with clever titles for every episode. But thank you for being our first guest on season two. Thank you for being two guests at the same time. So this is kind of exciting. Um. Yeah, we took a little break. I think the last one I posted was back in November. Did a little Christmas winter break holiday. And uh, now we're back. So this is the season premiere of season two. So welcome to both of you. Welcome to my loyal listeners. Um, I'm surprised at the number of people that have actually been keeping up with this thing. So thank you for your patience as I kind of get my shit back together. But enough about me. Welcome to the show. And uh, you guys have been guests on here multiple times. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to bore you with the same question that I always ask. But what I am going to ask you is, um, and we'll just go alphabetically. So Bo, you can go first. Um, as far as what you're into right now. So let's think about, let's expand the scope of this from like podcast to podcast books, movies, TV shows, whatever you want. Um, outside of like, you know, work and being a great person and exercise what are you media wise what are you consuming right now what are you into well i have two answers for you um that one is very predictable um and that is what is the uh phenomenon that is absorbing every person's social media every person's life every person's memes gifts and that is salt lake city real house yes, of salt lake city i mean we're talking about the iconic season for season finale that came through with receipts with proof like <laughs> this moment in time if you are not involved which i do think there is one of the three of us that is not involved but if you are not involved if you don't know what i'm talking about get get on board quickly because it's going to make your 2024 much more exciting uh, much more digestible and much more um just everything it's gonna be everything to you get on board. Let me let me just plus one that because let me just tell you this. I have watched it four times now. It is, yeah. <laughs> it is art. It Can is ask, art. Joel. Well, first of all, I do want a mural of uh, Meredith's face with the hair in the mouth. It's, it's, <laughs> it just brings me 
energy, joy. My heart grew three sizes, grew three sizes <laughs> when I saw it. But when you say you watch it over and over, because I have a confession, are you watching the whole episode over and over? Or are you watching bits and pieces over and over? What is for I, you? I watched the whole thing from start to finish three times because of the credit card thing towards the beginning. Like I, I went yeah. in this rabbit hole. Like it was a whole ploy. Like Angie Cake was also in on it. Easter eggs. But then yesterday, I just watched for the fourth time. I, I just started at the beach, the iconic sepia tone beach situation with Heather and her. I love Heather, but those horrible extensions and the the yellow sundress. I watched that part. Yes, yes. Um, I say I will say I've watched it all the way through one time, but I have watched parts of it um, a number of times. I will not mention. Uh, so it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I feel like. Joe, you have to know something about it just through like osmosis because I think because you you obviously see Bo live with Bo and we see each other quite a bit and that's all we've been talking about. So I feel like through osmosis you have to at least know where what we're what we're talking about. I am pretty good at avoiding it, actually. <laughs> I see well, it. I walk in. I see it on the TV. I walk out. Yeah, <laughs> I just yes, can't yes. keep up. I know some key names. That's the extent of it. Okay. Heather and Meredith and Monica yeah. and Angie yeah. Kay and Whitney and Lisa. That's everybody you need to know. That's everybody you need. But I, that may be a different city. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> that's Beverly Hills. But I'm glad you know that. I'm glad yes, you know that. Was that. A great yeah. plug, Joe. Well done. That's why I okay, sit so here and smile. I only have one more. Can I say one more? Yeah, I was going to say, you said you had two. Yeah. I have two. So, in it, the, my other one is called Deer, dot, 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 um, through Apple TV. I have been looking for some, like, inspiration, some, like, I, I've just been, like, really getting energy from hearing other people's stories and the amazing things they're overcoming <laughs> and that they're accomplishing for other people. And Jane Fonda has one on there that is just kind of everything to me right now. Um, and just kind of has helped me get in a mental state for 2024, just with resilience, which is my word of the year. Um, and just like overcoming obstacles and still really showing up for other people in a really big way. And there are several other ones. So I just highly recommend that. Like it's short. Um, it's about um, famous people, celebrities, but I think also famous people in a lot of different realms, um, government officials, yada, yada, that they're, they're reading letters that people have written to them and talking about their lives and why they did what they did. And then emotionally reading what people are saying about them um, and how it has impacted people's lives. So it's just a very like lift up and kind of inspiring to, to get you to get off, get up and do something for the world. So I've just really enjoyed that recently. I watched the Jane Fonda one that you sent me, actually. I watched that when you, I think it was last weekend, I, I watched and that. And what did you do right after? I, I ordered that book. I sure did. Oh, and I also recommended to you the Max documentary. It's five. It's yeah. my life in, I think, five parts. Yeah. yeah. She looks incredible in that purple. That's number one. But number two, that woman has lived mm -hmm. a life. Uh, yeah. But still has had such a positive impact through it. I think that's what, why I like this show right now. Just what they, what she's done through it all is incredible. Well, spoiler alert, she's going to come up again on this show. So you just strap yourself in. I'm in. Um, okay, Joseph, you have had some time to think now. So <laughs> what about you? Any? What are you into right now? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Anything you want to share? My reading is all academic right now because of my job. So we won't go there. But 
we, I think since the last time I was on this, we've watched a couple of series that are really good, but they're older, so they're not super current. One recommended by you, because all the TV that I watch is <laughs> coming from one place, and that's Defending Jacob on Apple TV. Excellent story and series. We watched that late last year, and currently we're watching The Mayor of Eastwood with Kate Winslet, which is... Very oh, good is that good? That's been on my list for a long time to watch. Yeah. Divining Jacob, don't forget to cancel your Apple TV February 17th. I've got that in my phone. Um, you guys... One month left. So, Bo, oh, whatever you're doing on Apple TV. <laughs> oh, did you ever watch Severance? Yes, I watched Severance. Okay, Very that... Good. That's I think it's I think it's in your book, I'm pretty sure. So you need to check that one on the list. Okay. Um you watch the morning show or did I make that up? Was that you? Yep, we both watched the morning show. We're about halfway through season three, maybe. Yeah. That's on my list too. There's other podcasts I listen to called Las Culturistas. They talk about it all the time and it's been on my list for a long time. Jennifer Aniston I love. She's gonna come up a lot today. So yeah, I just seen that bite the bullet. There's I'll, I I I will say this. I said this at Christmas, and I stand by my statement. I think Apple TV has the highest caliber of show. They don't have a lot on there. Their catalog isn't big, but like everything they make is really, 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 really good for the most part. Um. All right. Well, for me, I would say outside of Salt Lake City, which is kind of all I've been able to think about for the past like week. If I'm being honest, like to a kind of alarming amount is um saltburn i'll say it i watched saltburn mm -hmm. last weekend i i've i'd heard about it i'd seen memes didn't quite get the context i like i love uh barry keegan i don't know how say his last name but um ever since eternals or actually ever since the killing of a sacred deer if i'm being honest so i love him a lot and i think i can't pronounce her name i think rosamund pike i think she is so talented so yeah, talented the movie was for lack of a better term a fucked up and crazy but like in a really good way like i was like this is this is wild there were some scenes where even i was like oh god this is too much and that's saying a lot coming from me because i watched some some dark stuff but highly recommend i've been into Saltburn, salt lake city and I will say, I, as far as like music is concerned, I have very much become like an album person. Like even if it's on Spotify, it's like play the album. I was listening to Noah Kahan's album. I was like, just press play. Either I'm listening to the whole album or I'm like skipping songs every 15 seconds on like a shuffle situation. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I like Noah. Newer on the radar, but been around a while. Has he, he has like four albums, I think, which is like, I'm like, I've never even heard of you. It was because of that Post Malone song that he, he worked with Post Malone, Dial Drunk. So I was like, oh, okay. A little more mainstream, yeah. Well, I've been doing a little detective work, not to like make this a Noah Kahan podcast, but uh, his most recent album is Stick Season, I believe, and that came out in 2022, but he like re-released it with like more songs it kind of like is giving me the fame and the fame monster vibes like is this it's the same thing but different it's same same but different because it's called stick season but then in parentheses there's like a longer title but anyway i digress thank you for those recommendations or not even recommendations but just sharing what you're watching and listening to so without further ado i would like to welcome everyone to this new season of famous for what by talking about a person that I believe 
has come up on every single episode of the show in one way or another. Um, he's arguably one of the more famous people we've talked about. I'm sure you know who he is. It's not going to come as a surprise to anyone, or maybe you don't know who he is, actually. Um, and that is not my one of my favorite actors, one of my favorite people on this planet, and that is Jason Bateman. We're going to talk about Jason Bateman's career today. In case you are new to this podcast or we've never had a conversation before, I love Jason Bateman. I think I bring him up once a day, to be honest. I just love Jason Bateman. So I thought to ring in the new year, to ring in the new season, we could talk about Jason Bateman just because I want to. That's all. It's your podcast. <laughs> and that's on period. No cap. <laughs> so here we go. I'm curious to see how many of these things you guys have seen. And by, by you guys, I mean, Joe, I'm wondering if you've seen anything he's ever been in, which it would, you know who he is though, right? Yes. Yes. And I have seen things that he's in. Yes. Okay. And there's lots of connections here to like other episodes and people we've talked about all the time, people we just talked about today. So this will be interesting. I didn't write down everything. I just tried to hit on like the big ones that I'm sure people have seen. So he was born um, January 14th, so it's almost his birthday, actually. What's today? Yeah, the 6th of January, so it's almost his birthday. Um, January 14th, 1969, in Rye, New York. Rye is in Rye Bread, R-Y-E. Never heard of it. Never heard of her. And he has, according to IMDb, 98 acting credits to his name. Acting credits. He does produce a lot and direct and write and all kinds of stuff. These are just his acting credits. And he has six coming upcoming, so he'll be over a hundred this year. His acting credits, not his age. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm just going to start with his very first acting credit, which was on a little show called Little House on the Prairie. Who knew? What? He was in 21 episodes of that from 1981 to 1982. He played the character of James Cooper Ingalls, and... Who's Laura Ingalls Wilder? <laughs> Who is that? Who is yeah, is, is she an author? <laughs> I mean, yes, but she she was a pioneer. She was a child when her parents pioneered, like homesteaded in North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, something um, in the prairie, in a little house. <laughs> um, but Boiler she's alert. writing the books, and so then they made a show out of it. And I just had no idea. How old was Jason Bateman when he was on the show? Uh, 81. He was born in 69. So the, what is that? He was okay. 12? 12, 13. Mm. Dang. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my, so, so Laura Ingalls Wilder wrote those books that the show was based off of. Am I, did I make that up? Cause yeah. I was like James Cooper. Ingalls. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe so. Cause it's spelled like Ingalls, like her name. I think. So, yeah. so I'm like, Oh, is that a character? Is that a character? I wonder if there's a connection there, but anyway, he was in 21 episodes of that, and if you are so inclined, all nine seasons of Little House in the Prairie are currently streaming on Peacock. So if you want to, you know, have some nostalgia, go for it. And then between the years of 1982 to 1984, he was in 21 episodes of a show called Silver Spoons. I believe that's where Ricky Schroeder got his start as well. Um, he played the character of Derek Taylor. I never watched Silver Spoons, I will admit. And as I'm saying this, I'm realizing he was, in fact, a child star that is still relevant today. 
I'm he's saying, been around. What's fascinating with me is like, dang, he started young. He's been around for a long time. He never like went fully off the deep end. You're right. Yeah, he's still mm-hmm. healthy and still. I mean, he's been married for a long time. Has two kids. He talks about on his podcast, Smartless, with um, Will Arnett and um, God, what Sean. is his name? Sean Hayes. Sean Sean Hayes. Yes, I was like Sean McFarlane of Jack. Mar- <laughs> I got really confused for a second. Um, he talks about like when he was a teenager in like early twenties, he would like wild out. Like he talks, he's pretty open about his experiences with like drinking and stuff like that. But he seemed to pull it together because he's really healthy now. He's been married for a long, long time. He's got two kids. He's still doing. He's still working all the time. So, and one of those child stars that didn't end in tragedy. So there, there we have it. And then, oh, and so Silver Spoons is streaming on Tubi, which I think I bring up a lot on this podcast. If you don't have Tubi, you should just. It's free, so if you like want to watch like old TV shows or random ass movies, Tubi is the way to go. Um, and then in 1986, he was in just one episode of a show called Mr. Belvedere. Have either of you ever heard of the show? Uh, Joe, you have? I've heard of it, but I know nothing else about it. So. Stepping up. I remember, I don't remember it well. I just remember it was one of those shows that was like on in the middle of the day in syndication when I was a kid. So you'd like have nothing else to do. You just like watch Mr. Belvedere. He was in one episode of that as the character of Sean. I don't recall that show well enough to know what that, what, what the relation was there. But con- considering it was Little House on the Prairie for 21 episodes, Silver Spoons for 21 episodes, and then Mr. Belvedere for one, I'm going to say Mr. Belvedere is probably the least likely one that we know in general. Um, and that's not streaming anywhere, so we have to live through the memories on that one. Uh, and then, in 1987, I think this is the first thing I remember him from. Uh, he was on. He was in the movie, the movie Teen Wolf Two, T O O, like as well, Teen Wolf Two. Um, he played the character of Todd Howard. That was in '87. I don't recall the plot well enough to know if he replaced the character of Michael J. Fox, who was in Teen Wolf, or if he was the son of Michael J. Fox's character. I don't really know what the situation is there. I don't remember I it well. I so scared of Teen Wolf. Like when Michael J. Fox turned into a wolf, it like freaked me. I had been young. Freaked me out. Um, it was always so scared of it. Yeah, you were just born. Short. <laughs> yeah, I had been a baby. Mm-hmm. I, you weren't even alive when that movie came out. 87? Sure, yeah, because yeah, 87, if the first, second one came out in 87, oh, it was horrific. My grandmother used to make us think that she was a werewolf, so I always been scared of werewolves too. Like, she would just like, oh, look, it's a full moon. She would like howl like a wolf. Like, she went all out to freak us out as kids. It was alarming. More stories to follow <laughs> offline, if you don't mind. This sounds fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. I was a, I was a wee lad. Um, okay, and then I remember the show. There's a very interesting history behind the show. So he was in 110 episodes. He was a series regular on this show called um, The Hogan Family. Okay, so the show started out originally under the title, under the show name of Valerie. And it was with... Um, Valerie, not Bertinelli, some other Valerie. Anyway, it was a show for her and her, about her and her family. It was like a spinoff of something else. But then Valerie, whoever, left the show and um, 
the blonde lady that's in the pictures on IMDb, Sandy something, Sandy, Duncan. Sandy, Sandy Duncan, Sandy Duncan, came in, replaced her, and the show became the Hogan family. He was David Hogan. He was one of the three sons. So like it was like a family sitcom. The mom left, died. I don't know how how they wrote her out of the show. But then Sandy was the aunt or the sister, something, some sort of relative that came in and replaced her. And the show ran for like five seasons. He was David Hogan. He was one of the sons on that show for. Uh, from 86 to 91. So many people you cover on here start in TV and like get a big break in TV and like a big series that becomes like a family name that I feel like producer, director, casting director like says like, oh, a name, a face that will help make a movie big and they like pull them in. It's like fascinating how like pretty consistent. Well, you know, did you guys ever watch Family Ties? No. Okay, well, his sister is Justine Bateman, who was on Family Ties, who was the sister to Michael J. Fox on that show. I think, I believe she's older than him. And I think she was like a thing before he was. So I'm wondering if it was her status on that very, because Family Ties was a big show, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so I wonder if that was like the nepotism part of it, like his sister was really famous. You don't really, you don't really hear much from her anymore, though. She is three years older than him. Okay. When was Family Ties? Hmm. I'm just curious. 2000. 2000? There was a remake. So 1982 is the original with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, and so then this was 86. So I wonder if there's a connection there. Something to really think about when I do Jason Bateman 2.0. Anyway. And so then... Okay, so a lot of TV stuff... Um, that, that's when he was like a child star. And then in 1991, he was in a film called Necessary Roughness, which I have talked about on this very show before, because it also starred Hector Elizondo when we did that episode. Um, it's got Scott Bakula, Kathy Ireland, when she was like a famous supermodel, remember Kathy Ireland? And other people were in it as well. But Jason Bateman was in that. It's about this like football. It's like, uh, you know, like the football team of misfits at this college and they got, they got to work together to win the big game. Anyway, Jason Bateman was in that. He played the character of Jarvis Edison. Did they win? You know, I don't remember. I've seen that movie oh. probably, I've probably seen the movie 20 times. It was one of those ones that was always, always, always on like USA yeah. on Saturdays. But I don't remember. I actually own a digital copy of this, so I will probably watch that sooner rather than later. So that's streaming on Max, in case you're so inclined to watch it. As is Teen Wolf 2, I, I failed to mention. You can watch Teen Wolf 2 on Max as well. The Hogan family is not streaming anywhere. So that's just one, another one we're going to have to just live through the memories. And then I'm going to fast forward quite a bit here to 1995, 1996. He was on a show called Simon, which I've never seen I've never even really heard of. He was in 21 episodes of that. I'm going to assume it was a one and done type of show just based off the episode count. And he played the character of Carl Hempel. I don't know what it's about. I've never seen it, but he was on that. He's kind of like one of those people that does both. Like looking at his IMDb, like he's got like some, some pretty some pretty substantial TV credits and like long running series, but like mm -hmm. a ton of like movie credits as well. And bounces. Now, very many people bounce. It's like once they land in one spot, they stay. Like he bounces. And then I know I'm skipping way ahead. Like the fact he's just been in a lot of genres and a lot of 
producing director like he just bounces around and it seems just so multi-talented so anyway i think you're right he really did that early and i i didn't look into it but i'm also curious to know like i i would i would venture to guess that like as you get deeper into his imdb page like more recent like the more producing credits he has i think he like really as mm -hmm. he got or like stepped in and like taken more control of those things like on ozark and arrested development like some, his two like biggest shows arguably he was producing those suckers as well um, okay, and then, okay, so now I'm going to take us to 2002, because here in 2002, he's in a film that I believe kind of, to me, really changed his, the trajectory of his career to where he was doing more like a particular genre. Like, this is where I think he really like found his comedy chops. I think he's so funny. I think he has a very dry sense of humor. He's very sarcastic. Um, and this is like kind of his niche, 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 niche. Is it niche or is it niche? <laughs> I oh, don't know. Keep saying it more. I don't know. You. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I say it enough times, one of them will sound right. That's it. Ah, his um, décolletage, if you will. That's that's a French word for bus line. <laughs> Thanks, Vanessa Williams. Okay, so then in two thousand two, he was in a film called The Sweetest Thing, starring Cameron Diaz. Christina Applegate, who I also love, God rest her soul, even though she's still alive, but she's, you know, she's got the, she's got the MS, so like, she's going through it. Um, Selma Blair, it's basically like a raunchy girl comedy, rom-com, but like R-rated. It really isn't like the best we've ever seen, but he is in that. Cameron Diaz is romantically linked to Thomas Jane in that in some capacity. I won't give too much away, but he plays um, Thomas Jane's brother. So he is the brother of the main love interest to Cameron Diaz. The character's name is Roger, but he is in The Sweetest Thing. And that was 2002. So comedy, raunchy, he was really funny in that. And that's kind of like, I think, where the tone, tone of his career shifts. With the exception of Ozark, which is a bit of an outlier, but... Everything else is kind of in that same vein. Um, okay, so the sweetest thing, Joe, have you ever seen it? Nope, but I do recall it. Do you know who Cameron Diaz is? I do, I do, I really do. I, I know you know I know yes. you know who that is, yeah. <laughs> we just watched a movie with her a couple weeks ago, actually. It's the season um, of the holiday. Oh. And then in 2004, he was in Starsky and Hutch with um, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson were Starsky and Hutch. I don't remember this one well, so I can't really speak that well to it. But um, he played the character of Kevin. I'm curious. I see a trend with people he works with. Maybe this was this time where like Ben Stiller was huge. Like, but I'm like seeing a little bit of a trend. I'm skipping ahead a little bit because I know it's coming. Like. Did he work with some similar people over and over? Oh yes, yes. I made some notes yeah. of that. Yes, because you yeah. will see some you will see some repeaters here. And also yeah. it's like I feel like they were like a, a group of friends. Like they right. kind of like all rolled together. Like they were a group of friends. There's one in particular that I'm going to get to in a few credits here. Um that I didn't realize how often they had worked together. And when they were when she was on Smartless, she was a guest on the podcast. Like they were like talking like they had been best friends for like decades. And I think they probably have been because she knows his wife. I'll get into that in a second. I'll, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping yeah, in. yeah, I'm eager to hear that. Um, okay. And then, so Sarsky and Hedrick can't really speak to, but in 2004, I can speak to this one. He was in Dodgeball, which I've seen 30 times, I think. Dodgeball starring Vince Vaughn, Christine Taylor, who was also 
on this podcast. <laughs> I say on this podcast, who was also an episode. What is that word? Not subject, but a focus. Ugh, it's going to drive me nuts. Um, yeah, dodgeball, uh, Justin Long. So he was um, the one of the announcers. Have you ever seen dodgeball? Either one of you? Oh, my gosh. Many, many times. You've seen dodgeball. Okay, great. Joe, great. Yes, long time ago. Okay, so there's the two announcers in the booth that are like the commentators for the entire dodgeball tournament. He is one of the two. He's Pepper. Like he's, his hair is crazy. It's Gary Cole and Jason Bateman. They are the announcers for the entire thing. So he's just sitting in the booth talking about everything the entire time. Pepper Brooks is his name. Great movie. But very familiar faces in that. Like a lot of the, like the common people yeah. of that time in that movie. Like you can tell then, it's like a band of people that were together. Vince Vaughn for sure. Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Jason Bateman, Justin Long, who pops up here and there. Yeah, Christine Taylor yeah. was married to Ben Stiller at the time. They're still married, actually. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people like that was like kind of like the the it was like that that Zoolander dodgeball time era. And random thought: Jason Bateman never came from SNL, which actually made me. I was just kind of stewing on that, like. You don't see a group of people like this very often that come through that stick together that aren't like SN from SNL, like the Adam Sandlers, the Mike Myers, like those were all started at SNL. So like just the fact that he grew up and like there's just some of these repeat people that they just kind of banded together. I, so interesting to me. You know, that reminds me, we were having a conversation the other day, Bo, I believe about Rosman Pike, if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. and about like how uh, we don't know that she's made like the best choices because like mm -hmm. she could she could be a lot bigger if she had. I wouldn't say Jason Bateman's a huge, 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 huge star. I mean, to me, he is. But I feel like he has learned how to navigate what works yeah. for him. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. With the right people, with the right subjects, with the right movies or TV shows, like, he's navigated it well. Yeah. And he's, like, has so many, like, friends that he works with consistently. It's like, hey, would you mind stepping in and doing this? For sure. And, like, I think, I think he's, personally, I think he's hilarious in everything. He just has a very dry, quick-witted sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was Dodgeball, which is currently streaming on Hulu. It kind of bounces around. I own a copy. <laughs> I'm just, I would like to point out again for all the loyal listeners, make sure you have, some, if there's something you really love, you should own a hard copy of it because I do not trust the streaming services. In fact, just the other day, I sure did catalog every single digital copy that I own as well. I made a spreadsheet. So that in case something goes missing, they remove it without my consent. I'll know. <laughs> what am I going to? What am I going to do? Did that? they remove things without your consent? Well, here's what happened. Let me tell you the long-winded story of this. So I use iTunes for pretty much everything. Like if I'm buying a digital copy, that's what I'll use. Prime occasionally, but um, I found that if I get it on iTunes, it transfers over to my Prime library. But the opposite is not necessarily true. So. Um, uh, there used to be on the Apple TV an iTunes movie, an iTunes TV show. So that's where your stuff was. That's where you bought the stuff. That's where it was stored. But they tr they got rid of those two icons and moved all the stuff over to the Apple TV Plus app. Like, we transferred all your stuff over. I don't recall asking you to, to do that for me. So I'm like, what could have possibly disappeared? And um, so I was like, I have to make sure that this is happening. Because also, like... If PlayStation, for example, they just removed a bunch of stuff from the Sony store. Like we don't, our contract with them expired. So we're going to remove all this stuff, even if you bought it. Because if you think about it, when you buy something on iTunes or Amazon Prime, you're not downloading a copy of it. You are in fact just 
purchasing purchasing it and it's stored on their servers in your library. I don't know. I feel like I'm a click away from being a doomsday prepper, but it is something that has been sticking with me because all these streaming services are also merging. So they're like dropping mm -hmm. so much content, even like originals. So you can't watch things anywhere anymore. Like, so anyway, and that's why I think vinyls are making such a comeback as far as like um, sales and like how they're becoming more relevant because people want a hard copy of like music. Because what if an artist decides, I don't want my stuff streaming anywhere anymore? It's possible. Taylor Swift stuff wasn't on uh, Spotify for a long, long time until she figured that out. I was thinking about you when watching what the new Julia Roberts movie on Netflix. Um, Leave the world behind. Yes, because the power goes out, there's no access to anything, and they go to this huge library of DVDs. I was like, oh, yes. Joel could entertain us for days. As a, matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's funny you say that, because Mark and I are watching that, too. I looked at him and I said, this is why I have so many hard copies of things, because if that <laughs> Wi-Fi goes down, but we still have electricity, we are entertained, my friend. Movies, records, books, I got you covered. Puzzles. So if that happens... You guys come over here and we're going to, we got, I got plenty of DVDs to keep us entertained Great. for a while. In fact, I just got a hard copy of WandaVision on Blu-ray just in case. Anyway. Um, okay. Dodgeball is on curling on Hulu. And then he was in one episode of the show called Scrubs. Have you heard of Scrubs? Mm -hmm. Never watched I that have, show. I never watched it either. Like I've, it. it's very popular. I've never watched it though. Mm -hmm. He was in one episode of that, the character of Mr. Sutton. That's um, the whole series is streaming on both Hulu and Peacock. So you can watch Scrubs pretty much anywhere. Excuse me. Okay. And then in 2006, he was in a film called The Breakup with Vince Vaughn again. And then Jennifer Aniston. Now, this is going to start a trend with Jennifer Aniston. This is the one that I was talking about earlier. I believe he played one of Vince Vaughn's brothers, but I don't. I saw the movie in theaters, but I don't really recall. But he was in The Breakup with those two. He played the character of Riggleman, and this was with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. Okay. That's on streaming. This Justin Long. Me. Didn't realize he was in that again. Like another connection. A lot of repeats with him. What were you, you going to say, Joe? This made me realize I sometimes get Jason Bateman confused with John Michael Higgins. And what they're in. Because I was thinking that there's a scene in the breakup. That there's a really funny scene. He's like, um, I don't know if he's a musician or there's a drum scene. Like they do a, they're at the kitchen table. Um, and I was thinking that was him, but it's John Michael Higgins, who's one of my favorite characters from Pitch Perfect. Well, that's great because you're going to talk about him soon enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, actually, no, you're not. I gave that one to Mark. I actually came up, came up with a new person for you. I, I, I know who you're going to do and I know you know who they are. So, Okay. You're kind of a hard a hard one to figure out because you don't know a lot of people. Like, yeah. no shade. Like, that's not like necessarily a bad thing. It's just, oh god, I want to make sure that Joe feels comfortable talking about these people. Okay, um, Justin Long was in the breakup as well. I don't remember him in that that movie. That's interesting. So is yeah. Cole Hauser from Yellowstone. Interesting. Yellowstone that keeps coming. Mm -hmm. Beth Dutton. I know who that is. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> thought you had me in fishbowl, but I knew who Beth Dutton was. Say something about that. <laughs> Watch the show, Joel. It won't be a problem. Uh, God, I that was the most 
animated I've ever seen Bo be towards me when I when he was like, How do you know who Bat Dutton is? He's like, watch the show. <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments from that whole weekend. <laughs> um Okay, and then in 2006, he was in a film called Smokin' Aces. This is completely out of character for him. It was like a heist action movie. I saw it in theaters in Stillwater, actually. It's got Ryan Reynolds, Ben Affleck, I believe Alicia Alicia Keys is in it. He is in that movie. He plays the character of Rupert Rip Reed. I believe he's a druggie. I believe he's an assassin of some kind. It's very not his... um, stereotypical character and that is streaming on stars which i do not have i do not have that streaming service and then in 2007 he was in a film called juno juno with elliot page i will say elliot page and michael Sarah and i believe jennifer garner is J- jason bateman's wife jk simmons is that is allison janney the mom in that or is it somebody else yes yeah. okay so juno was a very popular movie back in the day it kind of put elliot page on the map if i my memory serves um and if my memory also serves he was one half him and jennifer garner were the ones that were going to adopt the baby that Juno was carrying. I believe that was his character in the film. I believe so. Yes. Um, And that is streaming on Hulu. Okay. And then in 2008, he was in for getting Sarah Marshall with Kristen Bell, uh, Mila Kunis. Oh my God. That just reminded me of two other things. Okay. He does work with the same people a lot. Um, Jason Siegel, uh, Russell Brand, who, whatever. But he wasn't like a major character. It just says Animal Instincts Detective. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a critical <laughs> So whatever that is. And that is streaming on Netflix currently. Um, also in 2008, he was in a film called Hancock with Charlize Theron and Will Smith. Um, he played the character of Ray. Uh, I've never seen that movie because I don't like Will Smith. I like Charlize Theron. I like I love Jason Bateman, obviously, but I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch the movie because I'm so I've never seen that one. And then also in 2008, he was in a film called Tropic Thunder. Um, he played the character of Jason Bateman, so he played himself. This was, well, um, it had Ben Stiller again, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. With like, I'm like, I can't believe they actually made this movie. Like where he was like kind of like wearing blackface essentially like he was it was kind of wild but he was in that he played the character of jason bateman and fun fact for everybody forgetting sarah marshall and tropic thunder were the very two first blu-rays that i ever purchased oh. forgetting sarah marshall and tropic thunder the same day same time at a sears no less and little did i know at the time that i'd be talking about this 50 16 years, 16 years later, oh, um, by Jason Bateman. How about that? So there you go. Tropic Thunder is streaming on Paramount Plus with Showtime. So you have to have the Showtime add-on to watch it on Paramount Plus, which I do. Surprise, surprise. Um, okay. And then in 2009, he was in a film called Extract with Mila Kunis, and he played the character of Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Joel, no last name. Joel. Yep. This is 
super strong, virile, masculine, handsome. I mean, I don't, you, you can't no go more. on with that. Um, I've never seen this one. I don't know why. I've never seen it. His, his, his name is my name too. And I don't, I don't know. I've never seen an extract. It's only streaming on this thing called Pluto TV, which I don't have. Hmm. So I can't tell you much about the plot. And then, also in 2009, he was in a film called Up in the Air. Has anyone seen this? Up in the Air? I talked about it several times. Someone gets stuck in an airport. So it's got George Clooney, who I think you know of, Anna Kendrick, who I know you know of. She was nominated for an Oscar for this, actually, Best Supporting Actress. Vera Farmiga, which I'm pretty sure you know who that is, too. Um, It was like a really critically acclaimed film. I think Melanie Linsky was in this one. I've talked about this movie before on this podcast, and I think it was Melanie Linsky that was in it. He was also in this. I have seen this movie, but I think back in 2009, and I just watched it the one time, so I don't know who he is. His name is Craig Gregory, which is kind of a great name. Craig Gregory. Craig Greg. Craig Greg oh. is his name. <laughs> Um, but that's not, that's not streaming anywhere. So I don't know. I wish I could offer more insight, but I cannot. And that episode, I'm still in 2009. So that brings me to 2009, a little film called Couples Retreat, which I have seen many times. And he's in this with Kristen Bell. Again, they are a couple in that. Um, who else is in this? Vince Vaughn is in this one. Yeah. Um, John Favreau, Kristen Davis. It's actually really, 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 really cute. He plays um, the character of Jason. Essentially, the, have you guys seen Couples Retreat? Mm-hmm. A few times, yes. So you have seen some of these. Okay, there we go. So then you know what it's about, but for anyone that hasn't, it's about these four couples that go on this retreat to fix their relationships or whatever. And that's that's it's a comedy, though. It's not like there's some heartfelt moments, but it's, you know, his brand of movie. I think this is one of the first movies in his career that, that he was a main actor. And I know there were several in this one, but he hasn't been the, the lead actor in, I don't think, anything we've talked about yet, right? Oh, you know, that's actually a very, well, Teen Wolf 2, but yeah. yeah. Okay. But you're right. The Sweetest Thing, Starsky and Hutch, Dodgeball, The Breakup, Smoke and Aces, Juno, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Tropic Thunder, up in the air he was yeah he was a, definitely a supporting character i think he was the main character in extract but i cannot confirm nor deny that because i have not seen that movie that's actually a very good point joe and then i think he becomes the main i think that was his transition into main actor energy do you think you're right yeah, you're right he is the he is the main actor in um extract with Kristen wig hmm, interesting yeah She's one of the greats. Oh, are you like, so are you like basing it off the um, IMDb order? Yes. Well, chronologically, yeah. That's probably smart because I think most of the time they are listed in like billing order is significant in a lot lot of things. Unless they put in alphabetical order. Sometimes they do that. Like, for example, in Rent, they were listed alphabetically. Anyway. Uh, let's see here. So that takes me. So uh, Couple Street is currently streaming on Prime. It was on Netflix for a while. It's one that kind of bounces around. But I own a digital copy of this one as well. 
The Switch came out in 2010. Uh, he plays the character of Wally Mars, and this is with, once again, Jennifer Aniston. They are the leads in this one. It is about, um, she wants to get pregnant, and she acts, they, the, we believe that he accidentally switches the um, semen sample, <laughs> and she gets pregnant with his kid. They're like best friends, but I'll keep it G-rated for this podcast. That is currently streaming on Paramount Plus. If you have Showtime, yet again, you have to have the Showtime app. And then in 2011, I think this is probably one of his best-known movies, Horrible Bosses. Have you guys seen this? Again, with Jennifer Aniston, one of her best roles. Um, Jason Sudeikis, Charlie Day, uh, I think Colin Farrell's in this one. Yeah, so Horrible Bosses. Uh, this is a starring role for him as well. Maybe even a producer. I'm not really sure. He plays the character of Nick Hendricks. Um, this is not streaming anywhere. Horrible Bosses 2 is, but this one is not for some reason. Interesting. But if you want to watch it, I do have a copy, so we can watch that one too. <laughs> We're getting into the I have a copy territory of his career. I've got a lot of these on some some form or another. Um, and then I have this one too, but you can also stream this one on Netflix. The Change Up with him and Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds was also in uh, Smoke and Aces. So a lot of another repeat offender here. Uh, the changeup is almost like Freaky Friday. They they their best friends are like switch lives. J uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, and they like one's one's a single bachelor, one's a father, and they switch lives because like they want what the other one has basically. He plays Dave Lockwood, so he is in reality the father with the family, and he wants to be like his friend Ryan Reynolds, so he's like the bachelor in that thing. Anyway, that's currently on Netflix, and then. Identity Thief, which is probably one of my favorite movies of his, him and Melissa McCarthy. Uh, yeah, so uh, that was a she, movie. That's a good movie. She's one of the greats. Um, he plays Sandy Patterson, one of the two, and that is streaming on Peacock. So, Joe, you're actually doing really well because you've seen Identity Thief, you've seen Horrible Bosses, you've seen Couples Retreat, so you've seen more than you thought you did. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's, he's one of those, like, I've seen the movies, but I oftentimes don't remember his part in it. Well, then he's a great example of this show. <laughs> that's perfect. That's a, I didn't. That's wonderful. Well, then you are leaving this episode with some new Jason Bateman knowledge. So that way, when I talk about him at length, when I talk about him at length, you're going to be like, "Oh, I know who Joel's talking about now," and you won't do that thing where you just like kindly acknowledge me, but have no what I'm actually talking about. <laughs> Which I feel is happens often with me. Um, okay, and then, okay, so that's on Peacock. So a lot of the stuff you can stream is is newer stuff is streamable. Um, that's on Peacock. And then in 2013 as well, he was in a film called Bad Words. Um, it is about a man who got screwed at a uh, spelling bee when he was a kid and is now trying to find a loophole so he can win a spelling bee. Basically, he plays the character of. Guy Trilby, Catherine Hans in this one, as well as Miss Beth Grant, who, as uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. started this whole thing off last year was Beth Grant. That is currently streaming on Netflix. I watched this one recently, actually. Um, and that takes me to a film called, okay, a recommendation that I have for both of you, because I think you'll both really enjoy this next one. And I know you can stream it. 
Um, it's called This Is Where I Leave You. It came out in 2014. He plays the character of Judd Altman. He is one of four siblings. Their father passes away. Um, and it's them reuniting at the funeral. So it's him, Tina Fey, I think Corey Stoll, and Adam Driver. <laughs> they are the siblings. The mother is Jane Fonda. So Jane Fonda oh. is the mom in this. And it's just like their relationship, their life after their father passes away. Um, Catherine Hahn is in this one as well. Connie Britton. I believe Timothy Olyphant is the neighbor across the street. So all-star cast, it's 110 minutes. I think you would both really enjoy it. I might recommend it for you to watch today, but whatever. That's streaming on Netflix. He's one of the four siblings. And then in 2014, Horrible Bosses 2, he reprised his role of Nick Hendricks, again with Jennifer Aniston. So this is his, let me see here, The Breakup, and then The Switch, Horrible Bosses. This is his fourth confirmed film with Jennifer Aniston. Um, that is streaming on Max. But not the first one. So if you want to watch the first one first, then I don't know what to tell you there. And then in 2015, he was in a film called The Gift. And I've not seen this one, but I think Cameron Diaz is in this one too. I don't know who the main female is in this one. But it's like outside of his typical roles. Like right now, we're in that era of him being very um, funny, comic comedy movies. Like right, that, that's right. the thing. So this is like suspenseful. This is different. I I, I want to say it's Cameron Diaz is the main actress in this one, which if it is, then that would relate it's back Rebecca to... Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Who am I thinking of with Cameron Diaz, the gift? There's one with the Cameron Diaz that's very similar. I know exactly what you're thinking of. I see like the movie poster in my yeah, mind. Yeah, I see the movie poster in my mind. Like I don't know. Or something like that. Like yeah, I like... think it might be the box. I think it might be the box. Yes. Okay. I, we have to confirm at this point. I think it may be called The Box. I think you're right. Okay, well, while you're looking, someone's looking that up. The Box. The Box. The Box, the box and the, the gift. What year, was, what year was The Box? I, I've already moved back. <laughs> similar time frame. I think it's a 2006. Um, it was somewhere <laughs> in that time frame. Similar time frame. Similar time frame. Okay, so this is The Gift. Um, he put the character of Simon. It's different it's suspenseful it's outside of his typical genre that's streaming on tubi and then in 2016 uh circling back to jennifer aniston yet again he was in a film called office christmas party in 2016 yeah. it's got jennifer aniston it's got kate mckinnon it's got olivia munn it's just like a raunchy comedy i will say um that's not streaming anywhere but i, I own a copy of this surprise surprise and then in 2018, so I believe Couples Retreat and then this next one are my favorite movies of his, Game Night. Have you guys seen Game Night? Yes. Yes. Yes, Joe, I hate to tell you, yes, you have seen it. Um, that's with uh, Rachel McAdams. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, we have seen this. And it's like Game Night like goes awry. Like it gets like in overly intense, over the top intense. Yes. Yes. This is, I think he's, so funny. And Rachel McAdams is funny in this too. Like there's just like this dry It's just yeah. and she looks the haircut looks great too. Yeah, so just a game night that, that goes a little wacky and uh it's really funny. It's a good one. I might recommend that. He plays the character of Max. 
It is not streaming anywhere. However, I own a hard copy of this one. I'm looking at it on my shelf as we speak. So if you have capabilities, you guys are free to borrow that Blu-ray and watch to your little heart's content. Um, okay. And then, so this probably should have come later in the list of things that he's been in, but the way IMDb is organized is it's like by the end date. So like the show started in 2003, but it just ended in 2019 because there was like a big gap in between seasons. And that's Arrested Development, which has come up on this podcast many times because Judy Greer was in many episodes of that. Christine Taylor has been in that. Somebody else has been in that. I think Eric Roberts has been on Arrested Development. Like there's, it's been, it's been all over the place. So Arrested Development, he is Michael Bluth. This show ran for three seasons on Fox. It was never a rating success got canceled by Fox, and then years later, Netflix resurrected it for two more seasons, but there was also, like, a big gap in between those two seasons. So there's five seasons total, 84 episodes. He is in all of them. He is the main character, the main brother, uh, that is on Netflix. This also stars Will Arnett. That's probably where their friendship really began. Yeah, um, uh, Tony Hale's the other Bluth brother. Portia de Rossi is the Bluth sister. I believe Jessica Walters is the Bluth mother. And I think she's dead. So RIP. Michael Sarah plays George Michael, his son. Um, so many guest stars. It's a critically acclaimed show, but he was Michael Booth in that. Um, and then in 2021, he was in Thunder Force, starring Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy. Did you guys ever watch that? It's a Netflix original. Yes. Yeah. Cute little movie. Quick watch. <laughs> <laughs> Both says yes, Jeff says no. Do you watch the TV when it's on in front of you, or are you like? <laughs> I don't think I've seen this movie. No. So it's a just a predictable, question. but like a fun. You can tell Netflix was trying to get its footing at this point, and you could also tell it's like pandemic times where it's like let's pull in some big names, even though we all need to stay six feet apart. And like, it was that weird time? But it's a cute little movie. I thought it was cute. Like I'm a firm believer. Like I'm all about like a movie that makes you think. Sure, but like not. Every movie needs no, to be exactly. that way. Something yes. can just be cute and fun to watch. That's why I love those Not cheesy Christmas movies. Yeah, just like, let me just watch it and enjoy. Yes. Actually, you know what, Joe? I bet maybe you have seen it because I am now journeying back to a situation. After you had your surgery, I was at your house. <laughs> Bo was working. Uh-huh. We were watching in the basement. We were watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh-huh. And instead of actually watching the movie, what you were doing the entire time was on your phone or on your computer, pulling up facts to share with me. Oh, that ant was actually this. So I'm like, are you, are you actually watching the movie? Like you're just, you're spitting facts at me left and right here about the production of the film. I get very intrigued by the trivia <laughs> and I was medicated. <laughs> so I, so my question is though, like maybe you have seen Thunder Force, but you were too busy researching it to actually watch what was on the screen. <laughs> it's a definite possibility. Um, okay, so in Thunder Force, he was the crab. He had lobster hands, or crab hands. <laughs> he did, he did. I forgot. <laughs> so stupid. It was so stupid. Because it was like a super, quote-unquote, superhero movie where they had superpowers and they were fighting super villains. But he was like a crab man, half crab. <laughs> and I believe the romantic interest of Melissa McCarthy's character. Yes, the memory serves, yes. Mm. Okay. And then... From 2017 to 2022, this series just wrapped last year. 44 episodes. He was the character of Marty Bird, Ozark, Ozark, which was a 
a departure for him, I will say. It was like a crime thriller drama. It's also got Laura Linney, um, who was rancid on that show. Like her character was the worst, but he was the main character. He moves his family. Um, anyway, he's like not a, not a great person. He's a money launderer essentially, and he moves his family to the to Missouri, the Ozarks, and it's a crime, a crime thriller. Pretty violent, pretty um, gory, pretty. It's so intense pretty, to me. Pretty tense, pretty dark uh, departure for him. Uh, he was likely a producer on the show as well. I think he was like really involved in it. But that was 44 episodes. This is one of those rare Netflix shows where it had multiple seasons and they actually yeah. had a storyline and they let the show end on its own terms. It wasn't one of those ones where it was like, oh, well, canceled like why bother this ran for four seasons it was it's a it's a storyline from start to finish because they they the, the producers of the show are the ones that decided to end it so i would recommend this one because of that reason alone it's actually a concluding story which is rare to get on streaming services these days um a lot of netflix stuff and then also on netflix um he's in one episode of murderville the christmas episode which is just like it's will arnett and they're given scenarios and like they have like guest stars, like uh, Jason Bateman was on one, uh, um, Alexis Rose, Annie Murphy was on one. And it's just like, here's a basic outline of a plot. And the guest stars, like Jason Bateman, for example, doesn't actually know what's going on in the story. Everybody else does, all the other actors do. And it's just like an improv murder mystery. It's actually, I've never heard of this. it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and they're short. They're like one episode, like they're like 40 minutes or whatever. He's in one episode of that. I think he's, he's in the Christmas one. And I think Maya Rudolph was also in that one with him as well. So it's pretty, it's pretty funny because it's just them being stupid. Oh, I feel that reminds me. I failed to mention, I do have one recommendation for everyone. And that is to watch the ABBA Christmas sketch on SNL <laughs> via YouTube. It is the funniest thing I've seen on SNL in years. It's Bowen Yang. Maya Rudolph, Kristen Wiig, and Kate McKinnon as ABBA just being stupid. It is so funny. You should watch that. And that brings me to 2023, his most recent credit that is completed before the strike happened, and that is a film called Air, um, starring Matt Damon, whom I also love, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, uh, Chris Messina's in that as well, Joe. Chris Messina's in that. Viola Davis. It's about like the um, how the Air Jordans came to be. That's 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 the plot of the movie, and that is streaming on Prime. And I think you'll only ever able be able to see it on Prime or on a hard copy because I think it's an Amazon Studios production. Like they're the ones that produced it. So I'm surprised they actually gave us a hard copy of that. But I certainly do have it because um, it is my goal to own every Matt Damon movie ever. But Jason Bateman's also in that, and that's his most recent credit. He does have a couple of things coming up. I, I, according to the IMDb, he has six things um, in the works. One of them is Clue, a Clue remake with Ryan Reynolds. So there's Ryan Reynolds again. And, and that could be that has the potential to be really good. The original Clue. Have you guys ever seen the original Clue? Not the I movie. I think I have. Long it's like ago. a cult classic. It's like a cult classic now. Um yeah, so there's like an original Clue movie based on the board game. It's got Tim Curry. Um, yeah. Uh, Madeline Kahn was in that. Flames? Flames? On the side of my face? Like, 
anyway, you should watch it. It's cute. But it's going to be like a remake of that about the board game. So he's in that with Ryan Reynolds. That's, those are the only two announced cast members. I don't know who else is in it, but it could be really cute. And that brings us to now. And here we are. So what have we learned? <laughs> he carried TV and, and the big screen kind of throughout his whole career. I mean, he like really bounces back and forth. And now I'm, what I want to know more about is like his director, producer, like, I feel like he's like that jack of all trades. Um, he's kind of doing it all. He goes where the work is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also curious to know um, um, So that's like intriguing how many of these he's actually kind of takes control of been a producer on. Makes me excited. I'm curious to know how many he's actually like been a producer on to see because I would bet I, I would be willing to bet that as we get later in the years, the more he's producing and directing. Yeah, I agree. Um, Joe, takeaways. I feel like you have some this time, actually, because you, 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 very, you very clearly put the whole point of the podcast into your own words, and I really appreciate that moment. He, the, the only caveat is, is I know who Jason Bateman is, but if you had asked me before this, like, what's he in? I would say something funny uh, with Jennifer Aniston at some point in time and Melissa McCarthy. Those are the two connections that come up with me. And then eventually, yeah. So I wouldn't be able to tell you much about what he was doing, but I know who he is. He's there. Um, so this helped complete the puzzle a little bit. And just a solid career since he was a kid. So it's a long career. A consistent career. A, a long, consistent career. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's nowhere near the 600 acting credits that Eric Roberts has, but a pretty, you know, dynamic career. But you're absolutely right, though. Jennifer Aniston, she comes up a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might encourage you, after you're listening to this episode, listeners, listen to the episode of Smartless with Jennifer Aniston as the guest, because looking now, it kind of makes sense as to why they seem like they were such close friends, because they likely are very close friends. Oh, she like, yeah, on, on the episode, I think, circling back to that, Bo, on the episode, she um, talks about his wife, like the, his, he, Jason Bateman's wife and Jennifer Aniston are very close friends. And on, honestly, all three of the guys on that show, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes have nothing but the best thing to say about Jennifer Aniston. Apparently she's like just a gem of a person. I think she's that person that everyone believes she is their best friend. I kind of think she's my best friend. Like I just. She's and she's all like, they mentioned like, you know, her home is always open to you. Like she loves to host. She loves people there. Like she's just, yeah. And they have, I mean, they, I feel like if you work together more than twice, like twice could be a coincidence, but if you consistently work together you have a good friendship because yeah, people in that industry. Yeah. And I kind of feel like, I mean, not that I know Jason Bateman personally, even though I feel like I do, but he worked with the same people over and over again. So it makes me think that he's a pretty stand up guy because people want to keep working with him. Yeah. To add on to that, he has 158 self credits on IMDb, which means like award shows, uh, late night shows, things like that. Like you can, I was going to say like, people want him around. Like people want his face like on their projects as well. And he shows up as himself, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if I've seen anyone else with that many self credits. Um, so he's all over the place. It's funny you bring that up because one thing I did not include on there uh, because it is a self credit is the smart list documentary that's on HBO max. Um, mm -hmm. It's six episodes. Like they, they went on tour, like a podcast tour, the three of them 
um, recently, Jennifer Aniston was there. She was like a special guest, <laughs> and uh, it's a documentary, but it's it's really good. I, I I'll recommend anything Jason Bateman's in, but. Yes. It's a piece of trivia. He's been good friends with Jennifer Aniston since 1995. They've worked in five movies together. Oh, I think um, I have all five. The Breakup, hold on. The Breakup, The Switch, Horrible mm-hmm. Bosses 1 and 2, and Office Christmas Party. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. So 95. Interesting. I wonder if he was... No, because that would have been listed if he was on an episode of Friends. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so to sum up, <laughs> Jason Bateman is the actor of a generation. Um, some recommendations I might have. Uh, a lot of these are on Max and Netflix. So I, w- I might recommend from his earlier days, a little Teen Wolf 2 or Necessary Roughness. Those are both on Max r- right now. Um, but then Dodgeball, that's a great one. That's on Hulu. As is Juno. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, That's he's a smaller role in that. That's on Netflix. And then... Horrible Bosses, you cannot stream. Horrible Bosses 2 was on HBO Max. But then The Change Up and Bad Words and the one that I really want you guys to watch, This Is Where I Leave You, um, is on Netflix. I think you'll both really like that. And then, um, as are his two most notable TV credits, Ozark and Arrested Development, you can watch all that on Netflix, both those um, shows. And Air, his most recent credit is on Amazon Prime, as we speak, along with Saltburn, if you're so inclined to give that one a watch and drink that bath water. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, this is where I leave you to go watch that movie. See what I did there? See? See? Good. Thank you. Very, very clever. Um, thank you both for joining us and for being the first like dynamic duo guest. I think it actually worked out really well. I was concerned it was going to be like people talking over each other, but it actually worked out great. And thank you for spending an hour of your day here talking about Jason Bateman. I know you're both so thrilled to do that, but I had a great time. <laughs> well, so you you know what we we great. lived we lived we laughed we learned. And that's all there is to it. And hopefully you all learned something too. You know who Jason Bateman is. Maybe now you're like, oh, I forgot he was in that. Because that's really the point here on Famous for What. And don't forget to follow us on the social media. So it's Famous for What, all underscores. It's like a dash that fell down. Famous for What on Instagram. And Famous for What podcast, all underscores between those words on on the TikTok. Um, I do post some of these clips here. So you'll see all these faces if you follow those social media accounts but thank you joe thank you Bo, for both being here for being treasured friends treasured guests and for spending the last hour talking about jason bateman and hopefully answering that age-old question of famous for what 